Welcome to a brand new episode of Big Dumb Monsters. I am Chris. And I am Nick. And this week we are heading to Tromaville. Uh, we are checking out the 1984 Troma classic, The Toxic Avenger. Um, That's right. Yeah, the I would say the the flagship of the, uh, the Troma universe. Uh, it really most, is, yeah. Yeah, well-known property. He's, uh, you know, like a superhero from Jersey, and... and that's about what you would expect from yeah. both a superhero from Jersey and a trauma movie. Kind of. <laughs> Featuring a superhero from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by how much I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, yeah, definitely understand why it has a, uh, such, a, such a cult following. Yeah, it's just super fun. Um, we, uh, we talk about how kind of jarring it is genre wise but yes. also how enjoyable it is so <laughs> a little bit of genre whiplash but hey look yeah we're all just trying to find out who we are at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> it's identity crisis yeah yeah uh so here we go hope you enjoy it big dumb monsters talking about the toxic avenger enjoy the show Toxic Avenger contains scenes of extreme violence. Yeah. Before you even like, see the title, you see a warning. Cartoonish levels of extreme violence. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm assuming this part got cut off, but uh, yeah, when I started uh, started out watching, uh, we're t I'm sorry, we're talking the Toxic Avenger this week, in case this also got cut off. Uh, the 1984 Trauma Classic. Yeah, we had a we had technical difficulties from the jump on this one instead of the middle of an episode, which is new and exciting. We've had technical difficulties even before we were recording. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's a challenge, folks. It's a challenge. <clears throat> anyway, the show must go on, as they say. Yep. And I completely uh, forgot what I was going to say before I, like, introed the movie. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I, I do remember. I do remember. We were talking about, yeah, how this movie is ass toilet. Uh, but it's charming, and by the end of it, you liked it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was, like, for sure, like, just like, oh, God, like, oh, this is going to be a rough hour and 20 minutes. But no, I, I got into this movie, and yeah, dare I say, it's it's actually a good movie. It's fun. It's definitely fun. Yeah. I don't know about good. I don't mean, yeah, it's, good it's, as in quality. I mean, like, good as enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. This is, it's a tricky, tricky word. Uh, yeah. I should be. I should. I should specify. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lloyd Kaufman did like some of everything on this movie. Yeah, I, he seemed. Well, I, he kind of does that with all everything like, but direct it. He did everything but direct it. It looks like he has a co-director title though. Um. Did he? Yeah. I thought it's directed by uh, Haynes. Uh, IMDb has them both listed in the director slot. Oh. Well, I'm just looking at the movie credits rolling through here. Yeah, he's yeah. on for like. Direct. There's a, uh, yet another guy actually, Samuel Weil. 
Yeah. That's not even mentioned on IMDb. Unless that's maybe like a pseudonym for Lloyd Kaufman. I wouldn't think so, because like... Yeah, directed by Michael Hertz and Samuel Wow. Maybe. Could have been. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Lloyd Kaufman's got like original story credit, uh, production, some of the writing, um, uh, all kinds of bullshit. I, say, I think I saw, I think I spotted him in like one of the crowd scenes towards the end too. Maybe I was wrong, but uh, he's usually like, he usually pops up here and there. Yeah, he'll do a Stan Lee thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a, this is a real rough start just because like, the everything is so over the top, like the goofiness, like the cheesiness. Um, yeah. Uh, well, this movie has a serious case of identity crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't know if it wants to be a comedy, doesn't know if it wants to be a horror movie, doesn't know if it wants to be an action movie. Yeah, and it, it kind of just it, it does it does all of them like sort of well. Yeah, it ping pongs around between genres. I you I didn't even realize that until you uh, uh, until you brought it up. Yeah, it it's not it's not enough of one of those things for it to be effective um like as a genre movie, so it's just kind of this schlocky mishmash thing. Yeah, I mean like there there are things that are really really goofy um, there are good action sequences, and then there are things that are truly, absolutely horrifying. Um, yeah. Like uh, the two lunkheads there. I, I, they're all pretty much interchangeable. Um, but there's them just oh. driving around, like playing Death Race 2000, basically mowing people over with their car. Yep. Uh, Slug and... Uh, Bozo. Uh, oh, Bozo, yep. Um, Hold on, I'll be right back. Gotta go yell at my kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Chris Show, part two. This is the uh, the interlude show. I uh, I host on my own when uh, when Nick has to uh, dip out every now and again, or when we have technical difficulties and uh, we're left with uh, just myself on the line. Uh, again, this got cut off earlier. I want to say thank you, thank you to everybody who came out this weekend at Mid Hudson Comic Con. Uh, great time talking to everybody. Uh, great time doing panels uh, with Kayla Sparks uh, and Fandango, uh, both of the WWE and uh, I believe AEW. Um, also got to chat with Ming Chen and Ryan Bartley, voice actress from things like Demon Slayer, um, a bunch of other uh, anime stuff. Not gonna lie, I don't know anime very much. I know Cowboy Bebop, that's about it. Uh, but anyway, before Nick gets back, uh, I just want to say thank you again to everybody. Uh, and this has been uh, episode two uh, of The Chris Show, The Chris Interlude Show. Uh, hopefully we won't uh, have to come to you very often, uh, but, you know, we try to fill time here. Because if we, uh, we are nothing if not showman uh to the and very i'm back uh oh you're back i'm back all right that was episode two of the chris interlude show <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can do that regularly i don't know <laughs> did you hear episode one of the chris interlude show from the uh, i the did and it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i want to say i left it in the episode i'm gonna have to go back i hope and double so check. i kind of hope so Oh. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, there, there's things that like made me feel fucking horrible 
uh, while I was watching, like the kid getting, you know, hit once by the car and then getting backed over and having his head crushed. Brutal. Like that, that scene is infamous in this movie. Yeah. Cause I mean, it is really gory and just, yeah, it's a kid getting his head run over yeah. with a tire. Yep. Well, and then <laughs> they're, they're taking like Polaroids of it. Like they're doing like real ser- serial killer shit. Yeah. I mean, and obviously then, they're, they're way, way more cartoonish and over the top than, you know, anybody else really would be, but they're like the Joker without makeup, basically. Like, yeah, pretty much. Um, and then of course, four of them. Yeah. 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 Uh, according to current DC, well, current DC black label continuity, there are three Jokers. Uh, anyway, that's a different podcast. Um, what was, Oh, the other thing that always, always, always bums me out. And it always seems to be in every goddamn movie that we do. Is I know the dog exactly what you're going to say. Yep. Yeah. And then to make the it worse, it. to make it even worse, the cherry <laughs> on the grief Sunday, we see uh Toxie hang up a, a memorial picture to Carrie yeah. when, yeah. uh, when Sarah moves into the, the shit pile that he calls his house. <laughs> And it's a, you know it's a hilarious picture of the dog wearing sunglasses. Like, come on, yeah. man, what no, are you doing? I, what? But what makes it even worse than that is the fact that it was a seeing eye dog for yeah. a blind girl. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, I'm like I'm watching this movie. I'm like, ah, oh, that guy's pointing a shotgun at a, a baby. That's pretty uncomfortable. Oh, he killed a dog. He just murked a dog. Yeah, right. as soon as I saw the dog, I knew what was going to happen, too. <laughs> like, I, like I, well, I know where this is going, and sure enough, I was right. Yep. Oh, that always bums me the fuck out. Shit. <laughs> oh, this is the kid scene right now. Oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not quite up to that. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, let me pause. I don't see the kid yet, there. but, yeah. They're in the car. Yeah. Uh, they were just taunting him on the side of the road. Uh, oh, yeah. That's like a minute away from me, I think. Okay. Either way. Um, so, yeah. Don't there forget is your helmet. Of... <laughs> oh, God. And that was another thing. I knew exactly what was going to happen as soon yeah. as I saw the kid. Yeah. it's There's no subtlety to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know exactly what you're getting as soon as you start watching it. Yeah. Either yeah. either by reputation alone or quality of the look of the movie. Yeah, just by you know taking in or maybe thirty seconds of it, you'll you'll know what you're in for. Yeah, as soon as Bozo starts talking though, I like I want to stop watching it because I can't stand him. Yeah, like I said, that the the beginning is very, very, very rough to get through because like they're just so turned up to eleven. The the over the top yeah. just shittiness of these people, um, and then the wackiness of this intro. Like, I get like the you know it's the mid eighties, so aerobics and like fitness is all like in style. But like, it's just the weirdest intro because it's mostly like people standing around a gym like shimmying in in yeah, it's like, like it's a dance party. Yeah, and some of them are like in lingerie. Like you have the two gay guys like in speedos. Like, just, like, yeah. <laughs> grinding on it. Like, what is going on in this fucking gym? <laughs> oh, I gotta I gotta ask you. Uh, going back to Bozo. Is he or is he not the worst not Clancy Brown? 
<laughs> I thought that this uh, when I first saw him in the beginning too. Like he, yeah. the, he the voice is almost there. The look is almost there. Like he's like Kmart yeah. Clancy Brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst Kurgan. <laughs> Discount Kurgan. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Can I have Kurgan, Mom? No, we have Kurgan at home. <laughs> we have Kurgan at home. <laughs> There's your title. Yeah, the Kurgan at home. <laughs> okay, I cannot forget that. <laughs> you write that down. Yeah. No, we've got the Kurgan at home. <laughs> um, I will also give uh, credit where credit is due. I thought the scene where Melvin transforms like into his mutated state was actually done very, very well for like the budget of the movie. Like it looks pretty cool for what they, a lot of the special effects are really good for this movie. Yeah. 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 And I think it's because like you have people working on this who are genuinely like doing it for the love of the material, like the, the cheesy goofiness of it all. Like that's why they're there. Um, yeah. So they're just putting, you know, everything into it. Yeah. I know a lot of the people that that do trauma, like maybe not back in these days, but like a lot of the trauma crew are in it for the love of the game. Yeah. And not just a paycheck because a trauma movie is never going to get you a paycheck. Yeah. No, you're there because like you're, you're genuinely interested in learning how to do this stuff or like you, you, know, you feel you're good at it and like you want to basically i feel like this is like a fun like environment to work on like you you want to be there because you know it's going to be you're, it's going to be great yeah and I it's mean, not going to be like you're not going to get everything you want but you'll have what you need to to like to challenge yourself to like make it look great mhm unfortunately like i don't think a lot of people make it out of trauma uh into super successful careers who was well, was it james gunn's Oh, James Gunn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's probably like he the biggest success story. And I, there's been a couple of uh, actors that have kind of got their foot in the door in trauma. Like, uh, we'll go over one of them in... Uh... Gosh, I don't... Ooh, did I put it in the trivia? Oh. I did not. I was so saying nothing... about it right now. All right. Marissa, Marissa Tomei is in this movie. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, she she's had like a she has like a like a two second scene where she walks out of a shower or something or runs out of the shower. That's it. <laughs> There's Marissa Tomei, folks. <laughs> yep. I don't know if this is her first thing that she's ever been in. This is yeah. Four. It so could be. Assume, yeah. I would assume it's at least in the top like three. My cousin Vinny, I think, was like 1990 or maybe 1989 at the earliest. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so probably, yeah, I mean, it could be. And uh, that's a long, that's a long way to go in, uh, you know, six years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, from doing a trauma movie to winning Best Actress. Yeah. Or Best that's... Supporting, or Best Supporting Actress, I believe she won. Yes. Uh, was it Supporting? Maybe. I'm I pretty sure remember. it was, yeah. It don't matter. Either way, the movie's great. My cousin Vinny. <laughs> it's oh, it's so good. Go watch my cousin Vinny. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, like I was saying, the 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 transformation scene was done really well. Uh, a lot of the like the the effects oh, yeah, were yeah. done. All the gore, all the gore was great. Um, here's the the truck transport. Remember that dope we did last week? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, they wind up looking like the two fucking uh, the two coke sniffing aliens in heavy metal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy's just casually making a noose. I just noticed that. Um, I think we're still not like quite synced up. Um, I just saw them in the truck, so okay, I'll skip. So I'll I'm skip maybe ahead, like yeah, maybe like ten seconds ahead of you, maybe fifteen seconds ahead of you. Um, there, there was a couple like scenes where I noticed like weird shit was intentionally going on in the background. They just um, parked. Yeah, okay, I'm like okay. five seconds ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pause it real quick so we're a little bit more synced up. Um, but okay. in one of the scenes where Bozo and uh, the other guy there are talking, they're in the Slug. gym. Yeah, Bozo and Slug, they're talking. They're in the gym, and then behind them, like, there's a guy on a, like, a piece of exercise equipment, and, like, two guys walk up and, like, accost him and then, like, rip him off the, like, machine and start beating the shit out of him in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's Jersey, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> While I was but watching you have, this, you have sorry, to temper ahead. a lot of the. You have to temper a lot of the weirdness in this movie and go. Yeah, it's Jersey. It's Jersey. Yeah, it's Troma Jersey. <laughs> Tromaville. Um, yeah. I, uh, while I was watching this, I thought of like a really like. I think there's a there's a there's an argument to be made for a like Grand Theft Auto style video game set in Tromaville where like you can encounter like random weird shit from the movies. Like, you know, maybe there's like some kind of interconnecting story. Uh, that's something I think should be looked at because that would be cool. That definitely needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, you know what? You can even go more meta and be like, it's GTA style game, but instead of driving around committing crimes, you're driving around and filming things to make a movie. Oh my god, that is freaking genius. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. Trademark 2002 BDM Productions. That's right. That's <laughs> 2022, right. sorry. 22. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that is so like, awesome. So it's like more of a documentary instead of actual movie making? Yeah, yeah. Just like okay, well, like I, you know, I know there's like a the you know toxic waste dump, you know, outside of town, like wonder what happens if I go there at, like, midnight or one in the morning and, like, yeah, like, yeah. maybe something cool. Like, that would you see, be really You see Toxie, awesome. like, he's the Sasquatch or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That's it. Damn somebody's it, gonna, Somebody's going to do that. Somebody's going to do that and make millions, and we're just going to be here pulling our plug. Yeah, and we're going to, yeah, like, buy that game and be like, I hey, remember the time we talked about this? <laughs> yeah, we were the direct inspiration. <laughs> I thought my screen went dark. It, it dark. It's the uh, the scene where they they're like fucking with Melvin, and he wakes up with the sheep. Yeah, he did a good job putting the lipstick on that sheep. <laughs> and I just felt bad for the sheep in this uh, in this scene. <laughs> kind of, yeah. They put it in like bondage gear. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like jewelry on, like a pearl necklace, like that <laughs> a wig. <laughs> Oh man, I uh, 
I do really like this movie. I am not going to watch it a lot, and I don't watch it very often. I've seen a couple of the sequels. I don't think I've seen all of them. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, this is one of those ones I just, every once in a while, I'll go back to. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen this movie. I still can't believe that. With the amount of Up All Night that you used to watch... Yeah, like like this scene where where he jumps into the toxic waste. I know I've seen that scene before, but I've yeah. never seen this whole movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's rowdy. <laughs> but I actually Lo- like. I love, I love that the toxic waste barrels are not closed. They're not like strapped. <laughs> They're not down. secured in any way. They're just yeah. on the back of a truck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> an open truck, not even like a closed, like, you know, box truck or anything. No, it's just on a gooseneck trailer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're just standing around watching him, like, smoke and sizzle. He's faking it! The dude is, yeah. like, smoking and his skin is blistering, like. Yeah, he's covered <laughs> in toxic waste. <laughs> but again, Jersey, so. Jersey. <laughs> Dirty Jersey. Um, I mean, as far as some of the criticisms I have, like, you know, the, some of the times the, the over the topness, like I said, it, oh, it, the acting is trash. Yeah. It, it makes it hard to like invest in the movie, but eventually, like, like I said, I was, I was won over and I, I did enjoy the movie. This dude's hands catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cop stash. Just like, touching him. Yeah. yeah. The old push broom. <laughs> decent burn decent burn scene yeah um <laughs> he's he's running down the street like on fire and then just run runs home and jumps into a bath like yeah. doesn't go to the hospital or anything nope just yeah, i'm gonna go yeah. home yeah oh that's what kane hotter did <laughs> uh yeah there's definitely some some gripeable things in this movie like, the acting is bad. The the writing is bad. Yeah. But it makes up for it in the goofy charm that it's got. Like, we don't get a whole lot of, like, charming gross-out movies. And yeah, I yeah. Think, I think that's one thing that Troma has got in the bag. Yeah, it is um, very hard to be disgusting and endearing at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. They, they're kind of like... The masters of that. This transformation scene is really good. Like, they did a really good job on this. Yeah. Yeah, the special effects were... Uh, oh, I forgot her name. Jennifer or something. Um, But yeah, she did a really, really good job with that. Oh, you know what my... My least favorite part about this movie is? Is the shitty voice dubs for Toxie. Oh yeah, that was really they were bad. So bad. It's like you you know, you hear the like the the movie audio which sounds like, you know, typical movie audio. And then when whenever Toxie speaks, it's like, "Hello, how are you?" Like it's so yeah. jarring and like uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. They like they they did a bad. <laughs> I don't I don't know if like I don't know if the guy in the makeup was doing that voice like that that voiceover or if it was somebody else completely it, it they, i'm they, guessing they it was somebody have, different 
They should have just had it be that guy. Like he's there. He can talk. Yeah, I'm like I'm you know, I'm guessing maybe with the makeup, like he, he they probably had a hard time hearing him on set, which is why they couldn't like do his audio with everybody else's. But yeah, it, well, he doesn't it, really have that much makeup over his mouth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and like he has this weird almost British accent. Uh it's just very like I don't know. Uh educated sounding. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the only accent that kind of shifts around in this movie too. The uh, the one uh police officer, uh the one that he saves. Oh, the one that was Irish by way of like Chicago. Irish by way of Moscow and yeah. South Jersey or something maybe like I there was yep. his 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 accent here there he is for the first time actually uh, his, yeah. it was just like bound he he couldn't nail it down exactly like there's maybe like a little taste of southern in there too yeah i think he was trying to go for that irish beat cop thing that was popular in the 20s <laughs> yeah you know that stereotype from like 100 years ago yeah ugh Cigar face. Yeah. Who actually, I guess, is a recurring character in these movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently he does not die uh, when he gets shot later on. Huh. Well, maybe I'll watch some more. I'm not going to watch anymore. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, let's think, let's, you know, face facts here. Like, the fact that this was an enjoyable piece of trash is a is an oddity. Like, it, it's a rarity. Yeah. <laughs> what you call an outlier yeah <laughs> there's no guarantee the rest of these are going to be just as enjoyable um i don't think they are as good uh in terms of like watchability mm -hmm. i think the quality of the movie and the quality of the production gets better but then it it loses something uh it, with the upgrade you know what i mean yeah yeah Maybe I'll just uh, watch the uh, the kids' cartoon that was based on this fucking thing. That's another one that like just shocks me <laughs> that there was a children's cartoon based on this movie. Yeah, um, even like more shocking it. than like RoboCop and Rambo. Yeah, no, this is way worse than RoboCop and Rambo. <laughs> uh, there's, a, I mean, it's a movie in which people are doing a giant bag of coke, like. Innocent people are being murdered left and right. This police officer now has a, a gun trained on his genitals. Like, yep. <laughs> let's make a kid's cartoon out of this. Yep. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I love it when he, he winds up speed bagging. Uh, yeah, the one dude's nuts. Balls. Yeah, <laughs> when he's got him upside down <laughs> in the can. <laughs> and he's just, like, punching him down into the can through his balls. <laughs> I, I love the, like, there's almost like a Frankensteinish vibe about Toxie. Uh, and then, like, they kind of go heroic. It's another one of those, like, weird, like, shifting genre things where he's kind of like a Frankenstein misunderstood monster, but also, like, uh, he's be able to express himself more. And I don't know. It's yeah. just, uh, it's weird. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's kind of an anti-hero in the fact that he's, like, really, really doing damage to these bad guys. He's just brutally beating the shit out of these people. Yeah. Murdering but them, he's, yeah. But he's only doing it to, like, the scum. So it's like, 
he's kind of got that Punisher thing going on, I guess. Oh, it pokes that dude's eyes out. Yeah, it's gross. Um, but yeah, so instead of like, instead of that, like, you're not really supposed to like the Punisher thing because he is, he's out there just like murdering people. Which, if you like the Punisher because he murders people, you're missing the point. Yeah. Um, but you don't feel that way with the Toxic Avenger. You're like you're cheering him on, and you're you're like all in on everything he's doing. Yeah, yeah. It's probably you know you're you're a bit more sympathetic to him because you know he was like a shit upon, like just kind of nobody before this. Yeah. The, the 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 mop calling card is kind of weird. <laughs> I guess I get it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a janitor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he yells at him with a high voice before he runs off. I wish I still had this uh, comic book. Uh, when was that from? Uh, early nineties. Was it was it Marvel? Was it like of the car of the cartoon? Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. No, it was a it was a Marvel. It was a Marvel. Uh, the first one or two issues were kind of a retelling of this. Okay, and then it kind of went to its own story. Um, but it was kind of gross out and brutal. It wasn't like the toxic. Crusaders style, like the really cartoony one. Yeah, completely sanitized. Yeah, no, it was it was more like the movies. Like you would see him like push the mop through a guy's face. Like, oh man. Yeah, I had that. I um, it. I will say there, you know, there is also some humor that definitely doesn't play as well today. Uh, like oh the, yeah, there's some language in this movie that definitely doesn't play as well today. Um, when when he throw when when Toxie throws that woman into the dryer or the washer or whatever, uh, and he's like no ticky no washy like ooh <laughs> that's a danger. <laughs> yep, that'll do it every time for you. Oh, um, Chris dropped out of the Discord. And. Uh, Hey, Bonus Chris points for Puerto Ricans being thirty points on the uh, uh, on the kill scale, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What well, uh, kids <clears throat> on their bikes is uh, twenty-eight points. Kids under twelve, double points. Yep. Um, I I love the mayor character just because he's another one of those like scumbag abusing like a minimal amount of power characters. Yeah, you're yeah, you're the mayor of Tromaville. a small city in Jersey. <laughs> like you can see that influence, like where James Gunn gets that influence. Like that's um, the one character in in Slither, like almost like to a T. Uh, oh you know, yeah. Um, I can't I can't even remember the actor's name unfortunately right now. But it's the guy who plays Peter Quill's grandfather in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh. uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that, that swaggering scumbag, like, who's just abusing the smallest amount of power. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, 
you can't really go much higher up than that in the in the, in the town of Tromaville, I guess. Like, it wouldn't have worked to have like legit mobsters or or anything like that. So yeah, I guess that's as good as it needs to be. <laughs> um, I think it's time we should uh, throw throw a rating on this bad boy. You ready? Okay, let's let's do some ratings. Um. I'll, I'll, I'll I, leave it. I've got to say, it's probably going to be on a two-movie two scale. Oh, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I Actually, I have a, a, a point in time of watching scale also. Okay. Um, yeah. um, I, I, like, if you, you know, asked me, like, 15 minutes into this movie what I was going to, like, predict I would rate this movie, I'd be like, <laughs> fucking 1.52. Like, I just hate this. This is not working. Um, yeah, and maybe I guess like on the movie movie scale, like yeah, maybe like a th- three, like maybe a little bit higher for effort. Um, yeah, on an enjoyability scale, I am gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go seven. I think, like wow, it's pretty enjoyable. Like in just yeah. like. I, I like this is the kind of movie I, I like. I think we've been we've been kind of neglecting. Also, I noticed this a little earlier today. This is the first '80s movie we well we did um we did Evil Dead a couple weeks ago. Before that, like Evil that one I think was like fifty episode fifty seven. The last '80s movie we did before that was like episode twenty seven or twenty eight. Get out of here! Has yeah, it been that long. That shocked the hell out of me. Yeah. So we have been seriously neglecting the 80s. I think the 70s as well a little bit. Um, uh, So we'll have to keep that in mind. Although our next movie is a 70s movie. So we'll, we'll, you know, we're we're addressing the, uh, addressing the need. But we really need to get some more 80s movies into the mix. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I feel like we've been, yeah, we've we've neglected our duty here. Because, like, that's like a goldmine for these movies. It really is. But, I mean... to our credit, a lo- like the heyday of monster movies were older than that. And That's then, true. Like probably like the sixties, you know. And then we're trying to like, we're like, oh well, we don't want to just watch old movies. Let's watch recent movies. So that's kind of where you get the split, I think. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. So my turn to rate this uh, piece of cinema. Um. For the actual, like, how do I rate this as a movie? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a like a three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, gave, I gave him a little extra credit for being low budget and, like, having the spirit of, like, you know, wanting to do a good job. <laughs> yeah. But there's just, like, there's so much unnecessarily goofy shit. Oh, like this and, dude pulling a goddamn flask out of his junk in the, in yeah. the taco restaurant. Yep. Um, as a, I mean, as a monster movie for people who like monster movies or whatever. Yeah, it's like a seven. It's it's like wicked fun. Like this is a party. This is a party movie. Yeah, I was just gonna say for sure. This is like have some people. If like you you know yeah having people over like you know have a few drinks like this is a good like yeah let's just chill like. Because you don't have to pay attention to the story, really. Like you just in it for no, the goofiness you, and the action. I think I think you throw this on like once the party's already kicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Look at that cartoonishly large gun. <laughs> and these comic book henchmen, like the dude with the like the like Joker esque like face paint and like Yeah. The one guy with the white stripe across his face. Yeah. Look at his hand. Look at his uh right hand. Oh shit! <laughs> I did not even notice that. Yeah. We'll get to that in the trivia section. Alright. Yeah. You ready for trivia? Let's do some trivia. All right. Dr. Bobby with trivia. The uh, the amount of trivia I have is is pretty average. I mean, there was only thirty eight facts. There was some repeats, so we got we got some good stuff in here. Um, I'm trying to be a little more discerning with the trivia these days instead of just like grabbing all of it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The head crushing scene was based on a time when Lloyd Kaufman was backing the car out of its garage and accidentally hit his younger sister. Nobody was harmed, but the memory haunted him for years. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll fuck you up. <laughs> like, I was <laughs> I was driving home from camping today, and I passed these people on bikes, and like very shortly after I passed them, they fell off of their bikes. Oh so Jesus, like, yeah. Jesus Christ, did I just hit those people? I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> I looked back and I saw they were still on their bikes. Now they're on the ground. This is not my fault. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, oh, nope. I don't need that. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, that's trauma for somebody else. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while shooting in Shinbone Alley, a homeless man stole a prop gun from one of the trailers and threatened the crew. <laughs> As I've said before, New Jersey. Jersey. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Patrick Kilpatrick, who played Leroy, the face-painted criminal at the Mexican restaurant, the guy in the uh, red suspenders there. Yes. The Zardoz um, outfit with the, the, the yeah, face paint. pretty much. Um, he quit the film after having to point a shotgun at a baby. Yeah, that was another rough part of that scene. I, yeah. Yeah. And the potential rape scene here. This was also very rough, yeah. This is cartoonish. I never cornholed me a blind chick before. <laughs> yeah, the the character of Sarah does not get treated well in this movie at all. No. Uh, like, yeah, just from like this scene to like the Mister Magoo level of like jokes about being her, you know, her being blind. Yeah, well, the amount of cock trauma that she causes to Toxie is pretty bad. <laughs> that also, yeah. Let me <laughs> grab your other hand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's where he rips that dude's oh. arm off. Yep. Um, Larry Sultan, who played Frank, the, the guy who just got his arm ripped off, only had one arm. During the scene at the Mexican restaurant, one can see his right arm is a prosthetic. He never uses it until Toxie rips it off. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I did not even notice that when I, when I watched this a little while ago. I didn't either. Uh, and I think it's because the entire scene is so cartoonish that you're not really looking at his arms or anything. Like, you're just, you're looking at everybody's reactions. And... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, during pre-production, Vincent D'Onofrio was set to play the role of Bozo. Prior to filming, D'Onofrio asked for a slight raise and was instead fired from the movie and replaced by Gary Schneider. <laughs> uh, well, it worked out well for Vincent D'Onofrio anyway. I think... I think he's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, this this might have been a bad thing for him to have done. Yeah, this is you know a couple of years, probably probably two years or so before they're filming uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, that was what eighty eight, eighty seven, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Which is another he was awesome a movie. Couple things before that. Um. What, Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. It's two movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two very, very different movies. Yeah. Most uh, people only like the first movie. Yeah, that is true. And, like, I for a time, I, I, I might have been in that camp. Um, but I can I can absolutely appreciate the second part for, for what it is. Yeah, well, the the first part of it is, like, look at what boot camp can do to these young men. And the second part is look at what these humans can do to each other. Yeah. I, I think most people also are entertained by the wrong thing in the first part. I don't think yeah. they're focusing on the, the trauma being inflicted on them. They're focusing on, you know, the, the quote unquote comedy uh, of the, like, yeah. you know, of Arlie Ermey. Well, in their defense, it is fucking funny. He is. Yeah. Top notch. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, nary a Christmas goes by without me singing happy birthday, <laughs> dear Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's funny and it's intentionally funny. Yeah. But I think it's it's to distract you from the trauma. So you've got to, like, look a little deeper to really see it. Yeah. How tall are like, you? you watch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they stacked shit that high. <laughs> yep. Taxes. <laughs> if there was pussy up there, you'd get over that wall. <laughs> uh to this day, one of my favorite things to do when there's like uh donuts in front of me is just scream, "Oh, jelly donut." <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are, Mickey fucking Spillane? <laughs> God, I love—he is so great in that movie. Yeah. At 0800, there will be a magic show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wrote most of that dialogue. Oh, really? At least consulted on most of it. Yeah. It's probably all stuff he used in the course of his career. Well, it was stuff that like his. Drill Sergeant said to him. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Let's back to... Uh, yeah, back, back to the to movie the we're movie. talking about here. Yeah, the real movie. Uh, the sheep that Mark Torgel had to kiss was infested with lice, oh. uh, but he did not find that out until after the scene was shot. Oh, that's Probably when he nasty. was covered in lice. As there were a lot of people in that scene, like, huddled all over that sheep. Yeah. Blech. Um, the location used for the Mexican restaurant is now a Popeye's in Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> oh, 
man. It went from bad to worse. I don't know Rutherford that well. But it's entirely possible I might have been past that Popeyes at one point in my life. (laughs) Uh, We'll have to start doing some big, dumb monster scavenger hunts. (laughs) I'm down for that. I'm intrigued. Mm. Uh, Let's see here. The scene where a toxic waste-drenched Melvin soaks in the bathtub was largely directed by Mark Torgel himself. Uh, the water in the tub was ice cold, and attempts were made to warm it up. Ultimately, Torgel chose to bear the discomfort and get the scene uh, and get the shot finished. In addition, the special effects makeup, which took six hours to apply, became stuck to Torgel's skin, and he ultimately had to be taken to the local YMCA to soak under the showers there until the material peeled off. Oof. Sounds miserable. <laughs> this is another one of those things that's so over the top, but I love that all the cops are chomping on tacos when they're in the crime scene. Yes. The <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got a extra, uh, extra crispy pizza here, whatever yeah. the fuck it was. <laughs> extra crispy pizza with, uh, with everything or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Fucking tacos just hanging out of their mouths. (laughs) Oh, man. Although, not going to lie, some of those tacos look kind of good. Yeah. I I do miss, like, like, that's a restaurant that we kind of need around here. Like, that, like, B-grade, like, kind of shitty taco joint. I I miss Taco Prano from from Albany in the 90s. step, Step up from the bell. Yeah. Uh, I, I might have mentioned this on this podcast before, but Taco Prano in the 90s, um, they closed sometime in the 90s. It's a fucking Starbucks now, which is a crime. Uh, but it was like an independent restaurant. It was like Taco Bell like level food, but you can get like beer and liquor there. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like, yeah, your dirty, greasy taco joint that like uh, it was on Western Avenue. Uh, I miss that place so much. What was the fucking the dirty ass chain Mexican restaurant? Uh, the Chi-Chi's, the one that was on Wolf Road. Yep, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I ever went there just because I heard it was so bad. Like, oh, it was, it was not good. <laughs> I went there once, one time. <laughs> uh, despite the R rating, the film spawned a Saturday morning cartoon called Toxic Crusaders in 1991 and a toy line for children based on the cartoon. I know I watched the show. Same here. I may have had I may have had some of the car, uh, some of the toys. Yeah, I know I did. I didn't have any of the toys, but I remember watching the show. Uh, I know I had some of the Swamp Thing toys when I was a kid. Oh man. That's right. There was a Swamp Thing cartoon, like, in the 90s. Yeah. Man, I love Swamp Thing. (laughs) Such a good property. Yeah. That they have really, like, yet to do, like, something that that character, like, of quality that that character truly deserves. No, and it gets disrespected. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Baptist and Robert Pritchard who played uh, Wanda and Slug, uh, respectively. 
fell in love on the set and ended up getting married and then later divorced. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Find it hard to believe that a romance made in Tromaville didn't last. Yeah, strange, right? (laughs) Uh, It took four hours to get Mitch Cohen into the Toxic Avenger costume. While wearing it, he could only eat through a straw. Which I find hard to believe because there's not that much mouth makeup on him. Yeah, yeah. Although he does have like that heavy, heavy like black lipstick, so maybe that's why. Oh, maybe. Uh, who knows? Man, the fact that they keep going back to these Polaroids that kid's head all smashed is <laughs> really <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> Especially when she starts grinding one out while looking at him. This guy just doing bumps of coke in the gym. This is the guy, the guy when he gets his head smashed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he drops the weights on him. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Man, I really want tacos now, though. Yeah. I don't lie. Um, Leroy, the face-painted gunman in the Mexican restaurant, has the same tattoo as Dr. Frankenfurter from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you noticed that, uh, but I, I, I saw that right off the cuff. Uh, no, I, I am. But you're not, you're not really a Rocky Horror guy, are you? Yeah, no, no. I was forced to sing fucking Time Warp uh, at summer camp fucking theme show, uh, or talent show one year. Uh, it's been all negative since then. Oh, fuck all that. <laughs> I do like that song, though. I like a lot of those songs. Um, in a deleted scene... Uh, which was reintegrated into the extended uh, slash Japanese cut. It is revealed... Oh, excuse me. Oh, it's been a long weekend. Um, it's revealed that Toxie didn't kill Wanda or Julie. Uh, slamming Wanda onto the hot rocks simply injured her, and he just cut off all of Julie's hair. Uh, the two girls are shown having a fight at the police station with Wanda wearing a big gauze bandage over her rear, Julie's head is completely bald. And that scene where he drops that weight on that dude's face is disgusting. Yeah. The head is like kind of like pulsating for a little bit afterwards. Yeah. And Wanda's now saunterbaiting here in the, in the scene afterwards. <laughs> saunterbaiting. <laughs> uh, uh, and we have a body count of 27, including one dog. Ugh, that dog, the dog still bugs me. Yeah, especially when they go back to him and you see his... Uh, like guts, yeah, spaghetti yeah. Guts hang, spaghetti guts hanging out. Didn't need that. Didn't need that. No. That was a lot. All right, that is it for trivia. Uh, okay, then we will move on to the next segment of the show, the better known as... Uh, we will start off, of course, uh, with our two listed uh, directors here. Uh, Michael Hers. Um, firmly, firmly established in the, the, the trauma family. Um, he's directed mm-hmm. nine movies, and I'm going to say probably all of them are trauma. Uh, depends on these first two. Uh, whatever, let's assume because my computer is being super slow. Um, his first two movies were Waitress uh, and Stuck on You, uh, and then The First Turn On. Those were uh, 1982, 1983. Uh, and then the Toxic Avenger in 1984. Uh, and after that, mm-hmm. it is literally all like known trauma uh, properties. 
Um, after this, he did Troma's War in 1988. Uh, then he did uh, Toxic Avenger 2 and 3, uh, both in 1989. Uh, in 1990, he did Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. Uh, another trauma. Great movie. Yeah, another trauma classic. <laughs> classic. Um, and then he did a short in 1993 called The Trauma System. Uh, that comes up a lot. I don't know if that's a documentary or something. Let's investigate. Mm, uh, yes. But we would investigate again if the computer was not being super, super slow. Uh, so we're going to move on. <laughs> uh, actually, wait. I think he had some interesting producer stuff. Maybe writer stuff. Hold on, hold on. Before we jump away from this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, producer stuff. Uh, a lot of the, you know, trauma stuff. Um, was there something that jumped out at me? No, mostly trauma movies. Tromeo and Juliet. Um, That's a weird-ass fucking movie. Yeah, I never saw that one. I know I've seen, like, Class of Newcomb High... Um, I haven't seen that one. That was the one I watched on like uh, up all night. Yeah, I think like the three early like heavy hitters for Troma. I want to say were Toxic Avenger, uh, Class of Newcomb High, and Terror Firmer. I feel like there's another eighty one, eighties one that I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, Surf Nazis Must Die. Yeah, I think that's yeah, another one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Kaspooky Man's Cray Cray VR Halloween Extravaganza. It's a 2017 I don't like any of that. video short. Kabuki Man's Cocktail Corner loaded in Vegas. Interesting. Oh, right, he's... what was what was with that weird ass scene where Toxie is like taking off a hat and sunglasses and a jacket in a field. I think that was a a Superman homage. I think he when he's growling, he says up up and away or something like that. Oh. Yeah, if you listen to it, like he says something. Like the away part is is clear. Um but yeah, he's he's like tearing off the trench coat and the glasses. Uh I'd like this sequence of him just yeah. doing random good things. Yeah. <laughs> with the uh, with the uh, spinning uh, newspaper headlines, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the one thing that did stand out me uh, stand out to me as far as uh, his producer stuff, he is uh, one of the producers of the upcoming uh, Toxic Avenger reboot, uh, starring Peter Dinklage, I believe. Uh, oh no, computer's actually working this time. Uh, yeah, Peter Dinklage, Kevin Bacon is in it also. What? Elijah Wood? I don't think I want this because that's, it's going to be too meta. Yeah. It's not fun when you, well, I would say it's not fun when you're in on the joke, but these, you know, the, the trauma that made this maybe. movie is very much in on the joke. Maybe, maybe... It'll be all right. Uh, we'll have to see it to find out. Yeah, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman up next. He is uh, also listed as the director on this. Uh, I mean, he is a trauma legend. Um, I mean, anything trauma has has Lloyd Kaufman, you know, involved in it at some point. Um, he's the Stan Lee of, of trauma. Yeah. I mean. uh, yeah, he's the Kevin Feige of trauma, I guess, in, in modern MCU uh, uh, 
uh, vernacular. Yeah. Um, Terra Firmer was 1999. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see if maybe this is like recorded and not released until 99, but no. Uh, well, I could be just wrong as hell. It's happened before. <laughs> I could have swore that was an older movie, though. Um, yeah, I mean, I won't get too into the nitty gritty of, of Lloyd Kaufman's uh, credits because, again, like, it's just trauma. Like, he's been in trauma. Um, he does pop up in like other movies, like James Gunn movies here and there. Uh, most recently, mm-hmm. he does pop up in uh, the Suicide Squad for like a scene. Um, other than that, we'll just move on. Um, Andrea Miranda, the, she was Sarah in this movie. Um, she mm-hmm. really, uh, her only credit is this movie. This is the only thing that she's in. Um, she is. Uh, in a, actually, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Really? She, she plays herself in a TV movie, Two Top Bananas. Uh, what? Don Rickles and Don Adams? What? what the fuck is this? There's no synopsis for it either. I don't know if it's like a... Rhonda Shear's in it? It's got to be documentary. Because Rhonda Shear plays herself. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, Don Rickles and Don it's, Adams play themselves also. It's probably about, like, shitty trash movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it for, for Sarah. Um, up next is Mitch Cohen, who played the uh, the mutated version uh, of Melvin. Um, his first movie is this. His second movie is Clerks. <laughs> I thought that was very weird. It was 10 years apart. It is. Um, I, I, one of the scenes, he, he doesn't have a character name, but one of the scenes he's described, and I know exactly, um, is his character's name is leaning against wall slash angry crowd at door. Uh, so in that one scene where like, where they, they go away from the store, Dante and Randall, like leave for a little while. I'm like, Oh, nobody ever comes at this time. Like then it cuts back to the store and there's like yeah. a bunch of people banging on the door. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so he's one of the people in that scene. And I guess he's one of the people just like milling about outside the store uh, in some of the like, exterior shots. Uh, I was thinking maybe he was one of the part of the uh, Chuli's Gum Riot squad. <laughs> um, and pretty much looks like he's in like all uh, tra- uh, trauma stuff aside from Clerks. Um, he doesn't show mm-hmm. up in these movies again until uh, Toxic Avenger 4. Uh, he plays Lucifer in that movie, apparently. That's a weird twist. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to Cindy Mannion. Uh, she played Julie uh, in this movie. She's the girl who uh, lures uh, Mitch into the pool area uh, when they uh, eventually you know, stick him with the sheep. Um, mm-hmm. She's really not in much. She's in four total movies. Uh, This is the third of the four movies that she's in. Her first movie uh, was Blowout, uh, the Brian De Palma movie uh, with uh, John Travolta and Nancy Allen. Um, I have never actually seen that movie, but I heard it's actually pretty good. I'm not even familiar with it. Uh, Yeah, John Travolta plays a movie sound recordist uh, accident... uh, I am reading that word for word. That is not me fucking up the language for once. 
a movie sound recordist accidentally records. No, it's just an, uh, an oddly formed sentence. Okay. A movie sound recordist accidentally records the evidence that, pro that proves that a car accident was actually murder and consequently finds himself in danger. Um, oh. Brian De Palma's kind of hit or miss. That one sounds like a miss. <laughs> uh, let's see. Moving on. Robert Pritchard. Uh, he played Slug uh, in this movie. Um, like most of the people in this movie, I, I, a lot of the people I, I kind of just even didn't even bother to include in the better known as because a lot of their credits are, are pretty much the same. Um, everybody was yeah. all in like trauma stuff. So class of Newcomb high, uh, return to <clears throat> Newcomb high, um, things like that. Um, yeah. One credit that, uh, what's his name? Robert has though, that I, I had to mention in 2016, he was in a movie called werewolf bitches from outer space. That's amazing. <laughs> I want to say that title might have come up at some point before on this show. Uh, it's very possible. Yeah, I'm looking at it real quick. Maybe maybe because we talked about Lloyd Kaufman in the stuff episode. But I don't know if we were doing like better known as at that point. Um Yeah, we, I think we were. Yeah, maybe that was episode because 10. We, yeah, because we wanted that was but that was back when we were flip-flopping between who did the trivia and who did the uh, better known as. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Cuz I want to say I did the better known as on that one. Okay. All right. So maybe that's when it came maybe. up. No. No, I didn't. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Werewolf bitches from outer space. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, moving on, Pat Ryan, uh, who played uh, Mayor Belgood. That was his name? Belgood, yeah. Belgoody. Yeah. Um, he uh, unfortunately passed away in 1991. Um, aside from this movie, though, he, of course, was in Class of Newcomb High. He was in Invasion USA, the, uh, the Chuck Norris movie. Uh, that was the movie he did right after this. Um in 1987, he was in the movie Street Trash, uh, which is like a uh, a horror like that's another cult hit. Yeah, like I was to say, a trashy like cult horror classic, uh, directed by uh, Roy Frumkis, I believe. Uh, I know that because I interviewed him. Yep, Roy Frumkis. <laughs> uh, interviewed him on my last podcast. Um, he also wrote um, the the substitute. The '80s movie with uh, Tom Berenger, where he's like the the Marine who uh, like pretends to be a substitute to like kick ass in like an inner city school, like yeah. beat the shit out of a bunch of gang members. Yep. Um, AKA teenagers. Yeah. Uh, but aside from street uh, street trash, he was also in the movie Mannequin in 1987, uh, another '80s like comedy classic. I used to watch that movie a lot when I was younger. Uh, that was the one where the mannequin comes to life and becomes that girl's like stepmother or some shit like that no it's andrew mccarthy uh he's like a dude who works uh like setting up displays at night uh in like a department store and like yeah the mannequin comes to life uh and like, he ends up like it's like a romantic yeah. comedy with like him and the kim cattrall plays the mannequin when like she comes to life yeah oh i think i think it was mixing up well combining mannequin and milk money uh, he just substituted mannequin for prostitute in that situation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on. Mark Torgel. Uh, he played Melvin in this movie. Um, similar uh, to pretty much everybody else. You know, trauma stuff here and there. Um, I mentioned. Oh, no. He also uh, doesn't show up again after this movie uh, until Toxic Avenger 4. Uh, he plays evil Melvin. Uh, so I'm, I'm picturing <laughs> there's some kind of mirror uh, version of himself uh, in that movie. He's He's got facial hair. <laughs> yeah, I see his IMDb profile uh, picture. Um, let's see, anything else notable uh, aside from that? Did he do any other directing? Because I know he directed some of this movie. Just a couple of scenes. He has no credits for directing. Yeah. Uh, unless it was up top, but I don't know. Nothing for directing. Huh. Uh, but he is still in stuff that's coming out. He has, uh, looks like, four things, either in filming or post-production right now. Uh, and, like, three movies that have mm-hmm. already come out this year. Wow. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Dick Martinson. Uh, he played Officer O'Clancy. Strong name. <laughs> um, he was in Murphy Brown uh, back in 1984, the sitcom. Uh, it was pretty successful. Um, he was in Jake and the Fat Man on CBS. He was in the movie Batteries Not Included in 1987. Uh, I remember watching that movie a lot when I was a kid. The little tiny, like, UFOs. I think I've seen it, I think I've seen it once. Uh, I, I probably haven't seen that movie in, like, 25 years. Uh, sorry, I am extremely parched. Oh, okay. Um, he was in, uh, also in 1987, this movie, The Believers. Uh, this is Martin Sheen movie, uh, where like his, he's like a psychologist, I think, or something like that. And his son gets kidnapped or like they're this cult, like this voodoo cult is trying to kidnap his son for like a sacrifice. And it's all this weird, crazy voodoo shit going down. It was, it was pretty cool. I remember being like kind of scary. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in As the World Turns, the soap opera on the eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. And the movie Turk 182. Uh, I remember that movie being on HBO a lot uh, when I was a kid, but I have actually never seen it. Uh, moving on. As soon as I can X out of this page. There we go. Hey. <clears throat> Dan Snow. Uh, he play, uh, played Cigarface uh, in this movie. He uh, goes through some stuff, uh, courtesy of the Toxic Avenger. Um, yeah. This was his first movie, uh, 1984. Uh, and again, aside from that, it looks like a lot of trauma movies. He was in uh, Trauma War, uh, Trauma's War in 1988. Uh, he comes back as Cigarface uh, in the Toxic Avenger Part 2 and 3. Uh, and he plays a different character in uh, Part 4, Sergeant Kaczynski. I'm sorry, That's- he plays Cigarface in Return to Nukem High Volume 1. From 2013. What the fuck is that? He is hanging on to that cigar face character. Yeah. Um. Oh, what the hell was I going to say? Um. I had it and I lost it. Uh, Nope, she gone. (laughs) Uh, Patrick Kilpatrick is up next. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sad to announce that we do not have murder, uh, monster she wrote this week. I thought Patrick Kilpatrick was going to be the guy who got us there. Uh, but unfortunately yeah. he's not. 
<clears throat> he, nothing doing huh? yeah no he also has like maybe looks like 10 projects uh, either completed or in post-production right now um nothing that you know jumping out at me as far as name recognition um mm-hmm. as far as some of the stuff that he has been in uh let's see i know there was some notable stuff okay ncis new orleans was back in 2016 um ncis los angeles um, original flavor CSI. So he was in that in 2005 and 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the show Burn Notice on USA in 2012. Okay. Uh, he was on Nip Talk in 2009, CSI Miami, uh, Cold Case. Uh, he was on the show Chuck in 2008. I just, uh, Rewatched that show not too long ago. That was a that was a really good like comedy action show. Uh, yeah, you were telling me about that. And, um, <clears throat> I haven't started it yet, but it's it's on the uh, the mental list. Yeah, if you're like something like you know into something like you know looking for something like lighthearted but still like action kind of goofy, that's uh, definitely I, I recommend that. Is it, <laughs> I always. Like from any of like the trailers or anything I saw from it, I got like a kind of a psych vibe from it. I never, I never watched uh-huh. Psych, but it, it I, I kind of get the same vibe. I know what you're talking about, like the goofy, like irreverence. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say that that's that that's definitely there. It's like serious situations, but goofy characters. Yes, yeah, very much so. Okay, yeah. Um, looks like he played a, uh, a T-888 in, uh, Terminator the Sarah Chronicles TV show. Um, I remember that being okay, but, uh, I don't know, that could be time just, uh, maybe, you know, giving me a better impression than what it really was. Is it the one with, uh, uh, what's her name from, uh, Firefly? From Firefly, yeah, I can't, um, good lord, what is that girl's oh, name? Uh, you know, uh, it's almost as if I have an I have... internet movie database right in front of me. Yeah, uh, Summer Glau. There we go. That's that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I did not like that show. I, I I remember like liking bits and pieces of it, but like not kind of just there were just like storylines that would go on that just didn't make sense, and I don't know. And then it ended like on a cliffhanger yeah. with um, what's his name going? John Connor going into the future with uh. Shirley Manson for some reason. <laughs> well, it ended on a cliffhanger because they canceled the fucking show, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Any other notable stuff that he has been in? Uh, 24, uh, General Hospital. He was in Minority Report in 2002. Damn. That movie's 20 years old. Jesus. So old. Yeah. The X Files in two thousand one. Uh, he was an Angel Star Trek Voyager. Uh, he was on that twice. Two different characters. Who? Uh, Asan and Razik. Uh, once in ninety five and once in two thousand. Okay. Uh, he was also on Deep Space Nine for an episode. Uh, character name of Reese. Uh, he has been on a show that we've mentioned before. Uh, the late 90s uh, syndicated TV classic starring Pamela Anderson, VIP. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it. Oh, yeah. So did I. Uh, Let's see. 1998. So I was 19 at the time. 
I watched the hell out of that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't watch it for the plot. Yeah. Or the storylines. Uh, let's see. He was in Time Cop, the series. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if it was at the show. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Sleepwalkers, the series. What? I I don't think it's I don't think it's based on the Stephen King uh, thing. Let's check it out. Let's see. <laughs> what is this garbage? Yeah, no, it's not. It is about dream a high tech team of dream researchers. Oh boy! Not uh, incesty sleep, not incesty cat vampires. That's what I meant to say. Using <laughs> um, uh. the replacement killers, nineteen ninety eight. It was an action movie with Chow Yun-Fat and Mira Sorvino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman for eight episodes. Um, he was in the movie Last Man Standing in 1996. I think Walter Hill directed that movie. Uh, he directed, like, The Wild Bunch uh, and a bunch of, like... I like that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's another, like, mob, like, 30s mobster, like, shoot em up movie with Bruce Willis, uh, I believe. It's... Well, it's Fistful of Dollars. With, yeah, 30s mobsters. 30s gangsters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was in The Beastmaster 3. <laughs> Whoa. That was the one where he went to the future, right? That was 2, I believe. Where we went to, like, future Los Angeles. Thought, well, current uh, day Los Angeles. Three. Uh, let's see. I always thought that was 3. No, that was the second mm. one. Uh, let's see. 3. Ugh. Before... He died. Dar's father gave a mysterious amulet to Tal, Dar's younger brother, who is now king. Dar, while wandering with his animal companions, chances to meet and rescue a family who seek the help of King Tal against Lord... Jesus Christ, this is the longest synopsis. Uh, Lord Agon, yeah. a sorcerer who has conquered their land. Dar... They're just explaining the whole movie. Uh, so it doesn't sound like uh, that's this, not really a synopsis. Yeah, yeah, you're just telling me the entire movie. Uh, anyway, well, not that I'm ever like gonna watch Beastmaster three under any circumstance. I I might. I know I've seen it before, and I like those fucking dipshit. <laughs> Tony Todd movies. is in that movie. <laughs> and Beastmaster three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so is Casper Van Dyne uh, of Starship. Was Tony Todd in. Was Tony Todd in the first one? I don't know. I don't think so. I just watched it not that long ago. Uh, let me check that out. Let's see. That might not have been Tony Todd. Who the fuck was that? Oh, that's John Amos, I think, is in that movie. It might be the dude you're thinking of. Oh, it could be. Uh, yeah, it is John Amos. Yeah, I think it's the same character, though. Maybe that's what the confusion yeah, is. Yeah, Seth is the name of the character. And that is of John Amos' character. And that and that's also the... Yeah, because it was him and the the younger boy and they they were like the stick fighters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 I used to watch that movie a lot cuz it was always on HBO. Yeah, it was 
Yeah, it was constant. It was on USA all the fucking time too. Um. Oh yeah, we're still on Patrick Kilpatrick. This dude's been in a ton of shit. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> uh, the Steven Seagal classic, Under Siege Two, Dark Territory. Uh, Lois and Clark, Walker, Texas Ranger. Nice. <laughs> he was in Best of the Best Two. Uh, did you ever see any of those movies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Those Eric Roberts martial <laughs> arts movies. I, yeah. One and two I watched a lot uh, when I was younger. <laughs> one specifically. That was always on. Yeah. Yeah, one one used to be on a lot. Uh, he was in, was it, sorry. Did they make four, four of those? At least. They might have even gone higher than that. Yeah. Uh, he was in the Father Dowling Mysteries, so we do have old people solving cr- mysteries, uh, crimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he was in Jake and the Fat Man, also on CBS. Uh, he was in the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme classic, Death Warrant. Uh, let me make sure that is the movie that I'm thinking of. It is. I don't even, I don't even know what that one is. It's the one where he goes into a prison. Uh, yeah, he's a he's an undercover cop who's like, go to prison. Uh, to solve a number of inside murders. What he finds is a struggle of life and death tied to his own past. I don't... I don't think I've seen that one. I vaguely remember, like, renting that on video when it first came out. 1990. Hmm. So it was, like, right at the the peak of... uh, It was, like, peak Van Damme right there. 90? Oh, Yeah. yeah. It was Double Impact. That was, I will say that I used to. Double Impact was 95. No way. I'm going to say like 90. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Wait. I was thinking of the one with Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, It wasn't. You're thinking of the one where he played twins. Um, It wasn't Blowout because that was the movie we just mentioned. No. But it is something like along those lines. Yeah. Knock off. And it was No. That's the one with Rob Schneider. No, it was. No. No, it's Oh, what the fuck? I'm gonna have to look this up now. I was off by a year. Double impact was ninety one. Yeah. Double team. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and and that was ninety seven. Holy lord! Yeah, that movie was ass toilet. <laughs> just, I just remember the like the. There are two things I remember from that movie. And the first one is seeing Dennis Rodman's tattooed tongue. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And the second was when they jumped out of an airplane, but instead of having parachutes, they had these giant inflatable balls that blew up around them. That's it. That's all I remember from that, that movie. movie. was fucking terrible. Yeah. Although that's really pretty much uh, what you can say for most Van Damme movies. Yeah. Uh, back to... Uh, time, time Cop was fucking awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. Kickboxer. Kickboxer, Bloodsport. Yeah, the time classics. Cop. I will add double impact to that list. 
<clears throat> uh, he was in the show Tour of Duty on CBS, uh, the Vietnam show. Uh, Matlock. We have two old people solving crime shows. We don't get the hat trick, do we? No. Uh, it was in Tales from the Dark Side, 1986, the TV show. Uh, he's in Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, 1985. Uh, and that is it. Uh, that is it for Patrick Kilpatrick. Uh, and last but not least, we have Michael Russo, uh, who played Rico in this movie. Yeah. Um, he, he has some acting credits. Uh, his stunt work is much, much more impressive. Uh, let me knock the acting stuff out first um he was in the movie national treasure in 2004 uh walker texas ranger shows up again he was in that show back in 2000 um nypd blue 96 he was in the another pamela anderson classic barb wire in 1996 ah, that was a comic book too wasn't <laughs> yeah it? yeah uh baywatch in 1995 the steamy USA show Silk Stockings uh, in 1993. Yes, I still haven't, still haven't gone back and started watching that. <laughs> I will. Oh, I will. Go we back. have our old people solving murders hat trick, diagnosis murder. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. With well, not the one I wanted, but I'll take Dick it. Van Dyke as uh, an old doctor solving murders, uh, and Matlock shows yep. up again too. Um, he's in the movie Demonic Toys. He's in an episode of Columbo. Excuse me. <laughs> A couple episodes of L.A. Law. Uh, he was also on tour. Of, oh, wait. What am I looking at? Yeah, Tour of Duty. Sorry, I'm looking at his acting stuff. Uh, Death Wish 4. Uh, oh, and then The yeah, Toxic Avenger was his second role. He's also in the movie The Money Pit in 1986. Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but his stunt work, uh, like I said, way, way more impressive. Uh, let me go back to that. Uh, I hear noise. Why do I hear noise? Oh, hold on. What kind of noise? The movie stopped and something else started playing, uh, and it wasn't oh. muted. Um, okay, his stunt work. Bush League. Yeah. Um, some movies you may have heard of, Spider-Man 1 and 2, uh, Independence Day, uh, Leon, The Professional, um, let's see, this is some of the more recent stuff. He did stunts for, uh, the Wu-Tang TV show, uh, in 2019. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he did some stunts for, uh, the most recent version of The Tick, uh, on Amazon Prime. Which was a uh, was actually a pretty quality show, and uh, it's canceled before its time. Oh man, I gotta I gotta I gotta stop you right here for just a second. All right. So, <clears throat> I don't know what you were watching this on. But I was watching it on Tubi. And uh, once you finish a movie on Tubi, for anybody else that doesn't know, there will be the movie that's starting next, and then like suggestions. So, starting next is Class of Newcomb High. <laughs> All right. Makes sense. Uh, the four on the right side that it's suggesting are Frankenhooker, <laughs> Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, 
Bubba Hotep. Oh, nice. And Rowdy Roddy Piper classic Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> Perfect. I love all those movies. <laughs> Have you seen Hell Comes to Frogtown? Not in a very, very long time. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. Uh, definitely bits and oh. pieces of it, though. We're going to have to cover that on this show. <laughs> uh, let's see. He uh, still in, in his stunt work here because uh, there was a lot of it that was impressive. Um, yeah. He's in the remake of Taking of Pelham 123. He did stunts or uh, stunt coordinating for 45 episodes of The Sopranos uh, on HBO. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but he got paid for that. Yeah. Uh, Carlito's Way, Rise to Power. <laughs> so the uh, straight-to-video sequel. Had me. Not the, not the good one. Uh, nope. Uh, I gotta tell you, I didn't really love Carlito's Way. Really? Oh, I dig that fucking movie. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Just It's not my gangster flick, I guess. Yeah? Oh, man. I, I love uh, Spider-Man 2, like I said, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, I don't remember many intense stunts in that movie, but he did them apparently. Um, Bad Company, that was an action movie with Chris Rock and Anthony Hopkins. Uh, that was in 2002. Uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Uh, hopefully he wasn't in the ass-to-ass -ass scene, let's hope. <laughs> he was the dildo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Copland. I just rewatched the other that the other day. That is a way better movie than I remember. Oh, the Stallone. Yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember liking it, and like I just yeah. watched it again. I'm like this was damn good. Stallone needs to do more of that. Like, stop doing this like superhero action movie bullshit. Yeah, that harkens back to when he could. Because apparently he's also got drama chops. Yeah. Like, he was really good in that role. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Copland, go check it out. I mean, it literally has a, a, an incredible fucking cast. Uh, yeah, it really You have does. De Niro, Keitel. Um, I've run out of names already, but there are many more people that you Stallone. know. Stallone. Stallone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael Rappaport jumps to mind. Uh, oh, um, what's his name? Um, the T-1000, uh, Robert Patrick. There we go. Is it? Yeah. Um, I wanted to say Kirk Patrick, but I, I, I knew that wasn't. <laughs> uh, there are, I mean, tons of other people I'm forgetting too. Uh, Annabella Sciorra is in that movie. Um. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a great movie. Go check it out. Um. I want to say based on a novel... Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, he did stunts for the dark half. That was the um, Romero uh, movie, I believe. Yeah. Oh, he did stunts for the 1999 The Living Dead uh, that we uh, we talked about way, way back. Um, I think that was in the teens. That was the episode uh, with Ken Reed. So it yeah. was. Goddamn entertaining Ken Reed. <laughs> uh, I just listened to his album, uh, one of his albums again the other day. Fucking hysterical. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I did stunts for Goodfellas also, 1990, same year as Night of the Living Dead. Uh, and Maniac Cop 2. And oh, this dude had a busy ass 1990. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, definitely a stunt heavy movie. Um, King yeah. of New York, uh, the Christopher Walken mob movie, Maniac Cop 2, uh, Goodfellas, and Night of the Living Dead, and Jacob's Ladder, all in 1990. Jesus Christ, was, that's a lot of yeah, work. Yeah, taking some movie falls, and shit, fucking 1989 was also a pretty busy year. Not as, not as busy as 90, I'd say, but uh, Ghostbusters 2. Uh, see no evil, see no evil, hear no evil. The um, Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movie. Uh, Hilarious. Yeah, I think it was the last movie they did together. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they did. What was it? Running scared before that. That wasn't them. No. What the hell was the other one? Was it? There was like. Yeah, they did a bunch of movies together because there was a was it uh, Silver Express or Silver Streak is one of them. Um, uh, there's another one too, I think. I I don't remember. I I am failing uh, my memory. I, there was a time I easily could have answered that because I I love both Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Wow, no, I am way the fuck off. Running Scared was Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also hilarious. <laughs> just a different just a different hilarious. Uh, Never mind. And that's really it as far as the major stuff for his stunt work. But a lot of a lot of big stuff in there he was a part of. Uh and that is it. That is it for the better known as segment of the show. It was more extensive than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, actually, I, 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 I was afraid I didn't have enough, but uh, no, we, we did, did, uh, did some yeah. work there with it. Uh, yeah, those, uh, those last last couple really filled it out. Um, yeah, so on to the crapshoot. Uh, I mean, I will say again, I, I really, really dug this movie. I can't, I can't believe I haven't seen it up to this point. I, I gotta tell you, I'm shocked. <laughs> it was like absolute flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other trauma movies like are, you know, like good enough to want to watch. Yeah, that's a like, that's a tall order right there. Like 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 Frankenhooker is good for the same kind of style, but it's it's just much worse. <laughs> um Redneck Zombies is fun once or twice. Uh, I mean, Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD is, is pretty fun. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Troma's War, but I know they did an episode of Joe Bob's Last Drive-In. Okay. Uh, with that, so I might watch that. I think that was in season three. I will say I haven't watched any of his show like recently. I, I got to get back on that train. Uh, the last season is actually pretty yeah. good. <clears throat> um, 
Yeah. The... Oh, I forgot to tell you this. I got a piece of blob merchandise for the shelf. Get out it, of it. I this is like just barely qualifying, uh, but I found someone on Etsy who makes magnets of the scene from the eighties blob of like the kid uh like trying to reach his way out of the blob and he's like dissolving. Yeah, yeah, that is getting stuck on the shelf, hopefully in the next couple of days. That's fantastic. <laughs> we still got to get a container of the stuff. Yeah, I saw that was like one of the suggested things that came up once I uh, put the blob magnet in my uh, in my cart. Yeah, well, some of those stuff containers are fucking expensive. Yeah, sorry, I'm not spending $20 on a fucking empty container of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. If it's movie like a movie prop that they used, I'd I'd go up to like thirty-five dollars. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that's different. Uh, let's see, anything notable. Oh, I know you mentioned this the other day. I don't think they're out yet though. Have you uh had a chance to pick up any monster cereal? Um Yes. Oh, you did? I had, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Shelly bought a box of Fruit Brute. Oh, man. I need to get me some Fruit Brute. Yeah, and a box of Monster Mash gummies. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah, I'm down, uh, down to try those. But yeah, Fruit Brute is my favorite of the monster cereals. Yeah, I forgot that it was cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a, a tasty, tasty yeah. uh, sugar-filled cereal. <laughs> I I am just glad that they went back to the old-style cereal formula because a few years ago they were doing these like big puffy ones, and oh, that, that did not do it at yeah. all. That was bad. I need the small pieces of cereal that are hard as a rock. Yeah, they get slimy when they hit the milk. Sugar. <laughs> yes because those those puffy ones like they they would just like immediately turn to mush in Ugh, milk yeah yeah I can't do that I cannot do that <laughs> I'm disrespecting my cereal um I uh I'm into season two of Only Murders in the Building. Okay. That show is that show is so fun. Yeah. It is very enjoyable. You, you've you've watched it. Yeah. Are you like current on it? Yep. I am uh like the uh, season two finale is this week, so I'm I am right there. Yeah. Dude, the season one, every twist was good. Yeah, that's the thing. Every it's, single it, one. It's not only like a funny show, it like it's actually a really good mystery. It's so well written. Yeah, like it's stupid. Uh, and, and, and like, like the, the the characters are engaging. Yeah, the three main like, leads are just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Um, and then like even the side people are great. Like uh, fucking what's Jane Lynch as, as Steve Martin's oh, yeah. stunt double? <laughs> like it's so yeah. great. Yep. <laughs> How uh, uh, Saz. Pataki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. The um yeah, so I started season two. I think I'm like two episodes. I might be on the third episode um of that. I, I will doesn't say, seem as engaging as the first season. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm I, for it. I'm not quite as into it as I used to be, but it's still enjoyable. Like uh yeah. there's been a couple like twists and turns in the last couple of episodes that have made it pretty good. Yeah. So if you're into old people solving mystery shows, yeah. uh <laughs> which holy fuck we are now. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, we're old. <laughs> yeah. Well hey, there's a young person on that show. Uh, Selena Gomez is yeah, in her twenties. That's that's why we're there. I yeah. Thirties <laughs> at the most. She might be she, I was gonna say she might be pushing thirty. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Um, I watched. I, I don't think I've watched anything else since. Uh, yeah, it's been a crazy week with prep for the our, con uh, and stuff. Prey episode. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really been doing anything. I've been watching YouTube. Um, which that's a whole lot of rabbit holes that I don't want anybody to know that I watch. So. <laughs> I don't need my search history getting out on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's for me <laughs> yeah I haven't seen any like monster or horse stuff. I did see bullet train the other day that was pretty enjoyable yeah I keep hearing that's pretty good um is there anything else that I want to see that I haven't seen yet um I still haven't seen black phone cause you know uh. I just haven't get on the cock, but it's that's, that's actually yeah, where yeah, I watched cock. Toxic Avenger. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, on the cock, the peacock. On the cock. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't really been doing anything. So it's just just working and whatnot. Last week was pretty goddamn exhausting at work. Like, cause I came back from having COVID. And being home all week and doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. To going back to work and apparently instead of just like kind of doing some of the work that I should have been doing, they just kind of mostly let it build up. Huh. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. <laughs> nothing like nothing like having a week off and then coming back to like a lot of physical manual labor. Like, I yeah, I miscalculated in like uh, as far as being uh, an employee. Like, I am not known to give uh, advance notice of my not being at work. Like, I don't give a fuck if you like need to cover. Like, I work in an office. You don't need to cover <laughs> for me. Anything I do can wait a fucking day. Um, yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, I, I honestly, like, whether or not I'm coming in is a game time decision, like, every single time. <laughs> um, I mean, every, every day. Like, 90, you know, 90% you know, of the time, it's, all right, we're going to do it. Uh, but every now uh -huh. and again, like, it's usually last, you know, last second audible. Uh, I mean, it, I will take a vacation day when I, when I know in advance I need to. Uh, and I fucking dropped the ball on this one, man. Like, I uh, did not take off, like, tomorrow figuring that like oh i'm working from home on monday it'll be a nice easy day and then i'll just call in sick on tuesday uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah not only tomorrow am i like 
the only person in the fucking office, uh, aside from my boss. Uh, I can't take yeah. off Tuesday because like one of the one of the other people has like is on vacation and like it's just I have this like all bunch of shit counting on me. Like God damn it! I wanted to be sick that day. Damn it! Well, that well maybe maybe just you being in the office means like everybody will leave you the fuck alone. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know when that happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, could you do these? Could yeah. You do this. Hey. <laughs> uh, isn't isn't office talk great, folks? This is this is entertaining podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this, is, this is this is what this is what you get. Okay? <laughs> That's why it's called the crapshoot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like this part of the show, well, you don't have to listen to this part of the show. <laughs> this is this is the part where we. We bitch about our lives. Um, that's actually really not that bad. It, yeah, you have first world problems at best here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my job that pays me well is hard. Yeah. Why won't nah. they let me allow me to randomly just take off whenever I want to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do they expect me to move all this metal? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't want to jinx be the it. Show. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to jinx it here in like <laughs> the last, you know, closing seconds of the show. Uh, but there has been a doggo right behind me this entire show who has not made a peep for the first time in like ever. Weird. Isn't that right, buddy? I'm not there. Quiet. That's how we like him. Good boy. Yeah. 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 He is curled up in a ball. He is out cold. <laughs> is he high? <laughs> He's super high, isn't he? No, no, he's just out. He had a fun sleepover with his uh, his best friends uh, while we were away. Ooh. Okay, I think that's gonna be the show. Yeah, we're um, we're we're rambling at this point, folks. Yeah, you want to rattle off them socials? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I had to do this by memory at one point this weekend, and I. I'm going to give myself like a C plus. I'm pretty sure I got like a good 80% of them. Some of it? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, starting off with our website, you can find us at BigDumbMonstersPodcast.com or at BigDumbMonsters.com. Uh, if you would like to email us, send us some show suggestions, some beer suggestions, uh, some criticism, uh, maybe some uh, some segment suggestions, whatever whatever uh, you know strikes your fancy, uh, you can get at us at BigDumbMonsters at gmail.com. Uh, if you are on Twitter, uh, find us at dumb underscore monsters, uh, on Facebook, we are big dumb monsters pod. Uh, and then on slasher, the all horror social, uh, network. Uh, also we're big dumb monsters pod. If I, uh, uh, going out on a limb on that one. Cause again, the hand, uh, and the subwoofer. <clears throat> Are blocking that part of the uh, the social media uh, chart in the studio. Uh, that, that one is Big Dumb Monsters podcast. Okay, okay. Thank you for saving me on that one. <laughs> uh, and then on Instagram, you can find us at Big underscore Dumb underscore Monsters. Um, and of course, check us out on YouTube uh, at the Big Dumb Monsters channel. We have just passed the twenty subscribers mark. 
Uh, so we are oh, wow. yeah, growing, growing, growing. We're up to 21 at this Moving point. Moving on up. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so yeah, thank you everybody for, uh, if you're new, uh, you know, you you found out about us at Mid-Hudson Comic Con, or if you're a new uh, subscriber to the YouTube page, uh, thanks for joining the uh, the party here. I uh, hope you uh, stick yeah. with us and hope you like what you hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, the show, the show can only get better from here. <laughs> Especially because we're going to try to do as little remote recording as humanly possible. <laughs> yes, yeah. Next week we are back in the studio, uh, back to our, our normal rhythm of, of show recording. Uh, and I, I promise you I will be as drunk as I normally am when we uh, record this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I only had one beer tonight. So. Yeah, uh, the thought of beer is uh, giving me nausea right now. So, how <laughs> oh, is it really, dude? It was rough I, last. Uh, night. I I drank probably. I took a twelve pack of Stella to the head. I'm gonna say this is after a giant margarita at dinner. Uh, and actually, you know what? I did have like two Stellas at the con yesterday. Uh, never mind. I, I was not totally sober at the con. Um, <laughs> And I may have had uh, several hundred grams of edibles at the con. That's a different uh, story altogether, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, after that, I, I had the 12-pack of Stella. And then, like, at about midnight when, you know, if I was still in my right mind, I would have been like, well, time for me to get up and go to bed. Uh, nope. Instead, it was, we need somebody to drive us to the store to get more beer. <laughs> a boy. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't even go on. I was just like, here's 20 bucks. Go bring back beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, over the course of the weekend, I drank uh, a 12-pack of Utica Club pint oh, nice. cans and about a third of a bottle of Wild Turkey 101. When we were at the gas station, I got a 12-pack of Stella just because, like, it was the least objectionable beer they had there. And I actually said, God damn it, why is there no Utica Club? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I was at. <laughs> it's fucking con, man. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's I, 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 say, I say we start pushing to have Utica Club sponsor the show. Yeah. You know what? We're going to, yeah, let's do that. Let's screw it. Let's do that. I am all about it. Yeah. <laughs> Utica Club, send us beer. We like to drink it. <laughs> Bottles, please. Yeah. Uh, we love your beer in any yes. form, but it's uh, way better in bottles than it is in cans. Yeah, shockingly so. Love you to death. Way better in bottles. <laughs> oh, man. And with that, I think we're going to call it a night and get the fuck out of here. Yes. Uh, so thanks for listening, folks. Uh, so, yep. I'm going to leave you with our normal words of wisdom. Don't let ghoulies eat your ass. And do not sleep in a deathbed. No. Don't do that. Anyway, have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.